DEI test with Eric and Brady. We've got uh, another fabulous guest today. Uh, we're going to talk about sports from a little bit different perspective with me as a photographer, Brady as a writer. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the eye test. We're uh, going to um, here with Brady. We've got uh, Brandon on the stream here. We're going to do this th- this episode. We're going to do a little a uh, little bit of a look back at this last season and look ahead since since the the football preview has dropped and that kind of signifies the, for us at the magazine kind of signifies the the turning of the seasons for us. So we thought it'd be a good time to kind of look back at this last year and some of the some of the highlights, some of them obvious, some of them a little less obvious, and then maybe look ahead a little bit and uh, see what maybe we expect to be some of the highlights or memorable moments from this coming year. And maybe we'll get to talk a little shop at some point and give some people a little insight. So um, let's go with that. Let's start with with Brandon. What do you? What would you say are your? I don't know. Pick a number. Your biggest handful of highlights across Husker sports this last season for us. Hmm. Um, I'll start with three, maybe. Um, first of all, Eric, you were there with me uh, <laughs> up close and personal for, for this. But um, the Ireland trip up until the game was was a highlight. Um, certainly enjoyed enjoyed that it was such a cool setting and everybody was excited and happy it was the first game of the season um and then of course things didn't go nebraska's way though if you're in the stands instead of in the press box or on the sidelines like you eric maybe you didn't notice because the internet went out and uh free beer for all <laughs> so that that contributes contributes just knowing that that happened i was thinking about that the other day and kind of chuckled yeah my, i i in, in hindsight since you mentioned it I, I think back on it because I remember there was a commotion on the field and people were looking up in the stands and I would look up and I couldn't quite figure out what the heck was going on up in that end zone. And I kept looking. I'm like, what the hell are they messing with? What the hell is that going going from the lower level up to the upper level? Beer and it snake. wasn't until later that it I realized it was a beer snake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, a beer glass snake. <laughs> That was so long, it had gone all the way up to the second level and was going even. And, you know, then after the fact, I hear that the, that the you know, it was free beer. And I'm like, oh, yes, Nebraskans, free beer. <laughs> all right, yeah. wow. Sorry to interrupt you there, B. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I think number two has probably got to be the – Nebraska's win over Iowa, just given the context around it. Like at that point in the season, you know, we knew Nebraska wasn't going to a bowl game. They hadn't beaten Iowa since 2014. Um, this was probably not the team that you would have expected to to snap that streak. And also Iowa had had something on the line going into that game to, to keep its hopes alive of a, a division championship. And Nebraska just went in there and, not just one, but kind of took control of that game right away and won it pretty impressively. You know, it got a little bit closer as things went on. Um, So in terms of kind of like gutty performances of like, Hey, let's just go out and play well, because this is what we do. Uh, We, we, we practice all this time and we, we try to do this to, to play as well as we can. 
this was an instance at the end of pretty tough five-year stretch for Nebraska of them actually doing that. Um, so that one stood out to me. And then the last one was, uh, I, I think back a lot to just kind of the last month of the men's basketball season. That was out of nowhere. I remember right. talking to Jacob, our our primary basketball, our men's basketball beat reporter. You know, after you lost Bandamel and you lost Gary, two kind of glue guys who were really tough defensively. It just felt like the season was lost, and out of nowhere, Nebraska kind of put something together. Casey Tominaga became one of the right. best scorers in the country for for about a month, and uh, you had some you had some positive signs uh trending upwards i guess for lack of a better term at the end of another nebraska basketball season uh best record yet under under fred hoiberg so those are the first three that immediately came to mind yep i can't argue with those what do you think brady well mine's a little bit skewed and i don't want to i don't want to be a copycat so i'm not going to copy anything that, that brandon said um but just, also, just build on it. Okay, yeah, I'll build off of it. Well, for one, selfishly, I can't say Ireland because I wasn't there. Um, I mean, I think I looking back at it, it it was obviously like a, a signal that was the after all of the immense changes and everything that happened. Even you know they everybody wanted Scott Frost to work out, and I think when it didn't work out, people were kind of taken aback because people were so locked in that it was a surefire thing. To even, you know, Trev famously said there's no like statistical reason that says that this is going to work out after they brought Scott back in for that that last season. And then they made the immense changes in the wholesale offensive changes and everything. And then it just fell apart. And it just so clearly proved like now this whole season, I think at the time it was like this whole season could just be lost completely because of a decision made months prior. And and obviously, you know, we look and see how even the thoughts of maybe this is Northwestern's year. They usually are good in like even numbered seasons. Well, that didn't turn out to be the case. But I I just the first time it was because the North Dakota game was weird, too. I mean, it was one of those where like North Dakota had that drive that took like eight minutes off the clock in a tie game. And it was I mean, that was the most deflated. And I've and I've been to a lot of deflating moments in Memorial stadium. That was one of the most like deflating times. Cause it was like this, there's no way that this should happen. Right. It's not even North Dakota state. Like North, North Dakota has got some decent ball players, s- several of them in from Nebraska, but there's no reason the university of Nebraska should be giving up a championship drive to the fighting Hawks at that point. And then obviously the, but the, the one I say all that to say the, the big one that stands out for me is Georgia Southern for obvious reasons, but also I think we were down on the sidelines in that Northwest corner of the end zone when Nebraska fine, like when Georgia Southern scored their final touchdown and then Nebraska had got the, the ball back and it was like, this isn't enough time. And then you just, for, I don't know, for whatever reason, you just thought like, this is not going to happen. Like, it's just not going to happen. Right. And then, obviously, it didn't. And I remember, like, the feeling in the in the weight room for the press conference and walking away, and it was Aaron and Jacob and Drake and Joe Lee and myself, and we all get on the on the elevator up, and I, I, I think I mentioned it as we were getting on the elevator. I'm like, I think he gets fired tomorrow. I just, I don't think that there's any, the feeling, 
the feeling that you got immensely from that fans, the student section chanting for your head coach to be fired, which is not something that happens at Nebraska right. ever. And the f- overwhelming feeling at that point, coupled with the Northwestern game, I just distinctly f- like feeling odd of like, I think he's going to get fired tomorrow. And, ob- and obviously that it turned into a, the busiest um, Sunday in a while. And I've, ne- I haven't known peace since, um, but there was that the Rutgers game stands out for me, honestly, um, not just because it was, you know, a wild trip, but there was no reason Nebraska won that game. There's absolutely no reason Nebraska should have won that game. Right. That first half was one of the most miserable displays I've ever seen from a college, a power five college football team and a half. And somehow they did, you know? Um, and then I, I want to say one of the basketball ones, but also I, I, to be quite blunt, everybody, I did not follow Nebraska as uh, Nebraska basketball that closely because I had a whole coaching search and everything to follow. But I'll give the the soccer team a shout out. They went to San or St. Louis and lost five to one, five nothing, like in late September. And St. Louis was a top twenty team at the time, and but it was by far Nebraska's worst game. And then head coach um, John Walker kind of rallied the team and was like, "What do you want to do?" Like this isn't this isn't going to be the thing that defines you unless you let it. Like you are who you want to be, right. and from then Nebraska came back. They tied NC State and USC while being definitively the better team in both games at, at Hibner, and then they went on and they they put a run in and made the the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament and lost to number one Michigan State two to one when Michigan state was an incredibly good team, and we're talking a top 10 soccer team last year and after an immense turnaround themselves, but that soccer, and they did it with like one senior. I mean, this is a, a really young team, so they're going to be really good this upcoming year. Those are the ones that, that are going to stand out to me. Um, when I think back of this last ac- or athletic year. Right. Well, I'll just build off of build off you two a little bit. And you know, it's, it, it's the obvious one. I mean, it, like the I don't know if it was the Georgia Southern game, but but there was that moment where, and I made a picture that that wound up being a cover. When I, I personally think, and I'm probably projecting a little, but it certainly felt like it was the moment that Scott realized he was not long for the job. Yeah, and <clears throat> and I had been hunting him long enough to to it just felt like that moment. To get that like, photo, like I like I yeah. can't, I can't, I just can't get a break, and and yeah, and there was some breaks that went their way, but I don't, I don't generally go down that road. Um, and then there was the, you know, the the interim coach and the way that the way the team responded in that moment, and it culminated like, like Brandon said, in the Iowa game, that certainly felt like the football team had turned a corner mentally. Yeah. Right. Now there were, there were a lot of logistics and coaching that need to happen, but it sounded, it did. It certainly felt like the energy had changed in the locker room and, you know, they, they finally believed they could win a game and found a way, found a way to win it. Yeah. And then basketball for me, it was, it, it was all case a for me. I mean, like, you know, and Brandon touched on it, that, that it was, it was, it, it felt like a lost season. And then all of a sudden this spark that nobody expected, you know, a role player off the bench comes off and, and starts a fire on this team. And, 
you know, I've been covering Husker basketball for a fair bit of time, and there were there was some of that that was about as loud as I've heard Pinnacle Bank Arena. I mean, it the excitement was back, and whether or not they had all the pieces parts to actually make it work, it'll be it'll be exciting this year. Yeah, that was the loudest since a Lance Jeter jump shot. Right, I've heard that place. And then you know, for the other thing that this year, and I'll touch on the baseball team since you went soccer. You know, I, I think we all just expected a little bit more out of baseball this year. Yeah, nobody expected midweek pitching to to be that poor. Um, and you know, I don't know if it was just talent. I'm still a coaching guy that that as bad as they were. They should have been better. Yeah, um, at least at bare minimum functional, um, and I think that hurt a team that clearly had the offense oh, to yeah. win some baseball games. So um, those were the three for me from this last year. Um, that that just jump off the page. I know we all beat the the uh, the, uh, the low hanging fruit, but. Sometimes the low-hanging fruit is so so ripe you have to pick it multiple times. All right, let's let's go ahead and look ahead a little bit. What do you think, Brandon? What are you looking forward to the most in this next year? Oh, um, I mean, I think <clears throat> volleyball day in Nebraska, <clears throat> getting to play that match in Memorial stadium is going to be a, a wild atmosphere from a magazine perspective. I'm already thinking about what we can do with that. You and me both. I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking about one picture and John and I have already talked about, I said, I I said, I don't care. I could care less about the actual volleyball match. That's I could care less. I'm going to go up to the last row of the stadium into my favorite little corner. Yeah. And I'm going to make the picture. Let's be positive. I'm going to make the picture of the world record with a super wide angle lens from way up top. Are they counting Scotty McCreary's roadies in the <laughs> attendance record? I think, I think gonna, that might put it over the edge. I think they're going to count every, every, every body in the building. Wow, that's that's what they usually do. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's going to that's going to be super cool, obviously. And you're talking about a, a chance to have the most attended women's sporting event in U.S. history um, if they, if they get there, and I, I think they probably will. And how about and then you get a spin? Yeah. Oh no, I was going to say, and how about how about the, the the? And I was thinking about this the other day that you know going you know at towards the end of August the most exciting thing that everybody's going to be talking about to start off the fall is volleyball. Yeah. Right. And not the first, not the first kickoff of football season, but volleyball. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. And then 24 hours later, right. You get football. It's, it's, it's one day. Like I'm super envious of, Anyone who's like, oh, well, we're going to we're going to uh, the volleyball match at Memorial Stadium. Wake up the next morning, headed to Minneapolis to watch the the rule era get underway against a team that they've struggled against of late, uh, and a Minnesota team that's should be should be pretty good again. It's not a uh, it's not a soft open for no, it's for not at all. Coach Rule and his his new staff at all. Um, 
so I could almost just pick that game as, as another highlight because it, it is, but I, I've probably spent more time and Brady knows we've talked about it, um, whether he, whether he wants to or not, sometimes I just jump in there and start going, but Colorado fascinates me. You know, it would be an interesting game regardless, just between, because it's between Nebraska and Colorado and everything that has meant um, over the years of programs. But then you had Deion Sanders in the mix and, Things get things get super interesting. So well, I mean, I've, the, I've been anxiously awaiting that game. Yeah, I agree. I think the the Colorado game, just the setup for the game, like okay, it's an it's an old it's an old rivalry dating way back, and so there's history there. But then you have two new coaches who who really couldn't be more polar opposite in how they do everything right? How they relate to players, how they recruit, how they coach, right? They're com- almost complete polar opposites in how they, how they do things. And it's going to be interesting to see those two things clash right off the bat in the season. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating, you know, like, like Nebraska, Colorado doesn't get a soft open either playing TCU in the first <laughs> week. So We'll, we'll see how, how both those teams come into that game and 10 a.m. kick make things a little bit interesting in some way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, if we're going three look aheads. Well, we don't have to stick have to, to you don't have to stick to three. You can go as many oh, as Oh, that's you okay. Want. Uh, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have gotten to go first every time though. Cause <laughs> I feel like I'm eating, chewing a lot of scenery. Yeah. <laughs> The more that I, I read of Jacob, he does a great job of like breaking down roster additions for, for Nebraska basketball. The more intrigued I get about their season ahead and women's basketball too. Um, getting Jess Shelley back's a, a big deal. And, and we'll see, you know, this women's basketball came into this past season ranked in the top 25 with some pretty high expectations, uh, had a key injury and fell a little bit short of those expectations, but this might be a, a, a good year for them um, with your best player back in, in Jazz Shelley, in my opinion, uh, to, to sneak up on people a little bit. Nebraska men, um, I think they've improved their roster. They're losing two really, really like they're losing the heart and soul since we need two of them of the team. In when you talk about Greasel and Walker, like those guys did a lot. So it's not like, you, you look at Nebraska on paper and be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be top half in the Big Ten. But I think they have the chance with some of these roster additions they've made. So I'm pretty intrigued by the men's basketball season we're going to see this winter. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for your trucks and other equipment? Currency is here to help. Well, Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get up to $500,000 with little or no money down and up in terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. And all you really have to do is go fill out the application, and the Go Currency Finance team will take care of the rest for you in finding the lender and the most competitive options for you. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. And and take it from me, I grew up on a farm. So visit GoCurrency.com for details and learn the rest. You want me to go, Eric, or do you want yeah, to go? Yeah, no, go. Okay. Well, um, I'll just take what's left. Yeah, well, well, right off the bat, uh, the obvious one is the return of DeColdis Crawford to Lincoln when Louisiana Tech comes to, to <laughs> Memorial Stadium. That, 
Um, well, I, to be quite honest, I I don't. I, I'm trying to think of a football game that stands out that may be different. Um, like, I almost want to say Michigan, just because of what Michigan is and how. I think that that's a good barometer for how far Nebraska has under rule of like where they want to be and where Nebraska wants to be in general within the big 10. Now, granted that comes with a huge asterisk because next year in 2024, I should say the big 10 is an entirely different thing with UCLA and USC. And at time of recording, we don't know yet, but by the time you're listening to this, we will know how schedules end up looking like and formatting and everything like that for the big 10 that year. But Michigan is always a tough team. Clearly, they they recruit like a monster. This Harbaugh's still there. They're still going to be a tough team. They're still going to look good. They still have two of the best running backs in the country. So while it's not, it stands out to me not as much of a, like a competitive who's you know, it's just a a slobber knocker as good old Jr. would say, but it's really like a just a a test. I mean, you're in the Big Ten season proper, Matt Rule this is where you want to be. You're very familiar with Penn state who is kind of like at right now on par with what Nebraska could very well be. There's no Mm -hmm. reason Nebraska couldn't aspire to be as big as Michigan and make a college football playoff, especially when it expands, but that's a good barometer for me. Um, I mentioned before, I'll, I'll go back to Nebraska soccer there for me. They, I expect them to make the NCAA tournament point blank. I don't know what that looks like in the big 10, but they knocked on the door and were like, RPI fringe team last year and they lost one person from that team. Right. I mean, they, that, that if you're, if you're curious at all about soccer, especially Nebraska soccer, that's going to be a very fun team to watch, especially since they're so good at a, like attacking on the wings and, and aggressive and they hold the main line. They want to be the team that is attacking. They, they don't wait back on you. They want to be physical win one-on-one battles and go for it, you know? And, and I think Husker fans can appreciate that. They resonate with that sort of attack. So that stands out to me. Um, and then the kind of curveball in this is Nebraska track. I mean, this year, men's and women's Nebraska track really stood out. I mean, they're a, incredible big 10 finishers. The men top five, top 10 nationally here going, you know, going mm-hmm. into the, the NCAA championships. Plus the, in the upcoming year, you're going to get Bryce Turner, Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman is going to, to do track. Like you're getting the, the fruits of the Matt rule, right? Like relationship with, um, with coach St. Clair and coach Manuel. It's that, that could legitimately be like a very, like a dominant big 10 track program on the men's side. And there's no re- to me, there's no reason why the, the women's team can't compete to be on, on a similar level. So those ones that stand out to me is like very interesting uh, sports to look at as we kind of turn the page into 2023, 24. Right. Well, I, as, as you, you two were taught, especially when you touched on the Michigan game, my thought was I, I, I picked the, the Michigan game, not so much for the game itself, but for um, kind of a benchmark where the program is when they go going into that game. Yeah. Like, um, and and that and corresponds with that is like the temperature of Husker Nation as things go. You know, if 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 the moon and the and the stars aligned and they were going into a Michigan game undefeated, the temperature of Husker Nation would be through the roof, oh, right? Man. And and so 
I see that week before that game and where they are, where, where are they, where are they sitting and, and how does it look? Could be a really good indicator of what we, what we might expect or, or what expectations might be for the rest of the year, you know? Um, And I'm really, really, I'm really looking forward to, and this is just my, my personal preference, the way I was raised and coached and the way I like to like to play football back in the day. I'm really looking forward to like really a return to some smash mouth football, you know? And and uh, I know you are. I you remember <laughs> I I called the spring game. I'm not going to let anybody forget it, right? Yeah, fullback yeah. trap right off the bat. Now, if I had known about the Frank thing, that was a slam dunk call. But yeah, just, you could, but you got in before the just odds for reference. Went the I roof. made that yeah. call months before we knew about that. Um, basket basketball could be could be a lot of fun. I'm really hopeful that, or I shouldn't. I don't know if I'm hopeful or worried. That that there's enough there's enough film out there on Casey now that somebody's going to figure out how to stop him. Um, and I'm not a basketball bike. Jake would be the would be the person to ask about how you do that. I don't know. I assume you get a body out on there and glue glue that body to him. But he moves so well off ball that I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that can that could stick to him through four screens you can't do it unless you open up somebody else on right. nebraska's team so it, yeah so that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch and uh, how is how is husker let's just return to this how is husker baseball nation going to respond if the team underperforms again yeah and and whether or not will winds up on a hot seat you know, because the coaching and and fans anymore is so much. What have you done for me lately? I don't feel like waiting for you to grow and evolve and make changes to the way you coach. You're not performing. You're out. You know, I could see it wouldn't surprise me if they underperformed again that he wound up on the hot seat. But baseball's baseball is one of those sports, and it has been for a long time that. It's essentially had a trans the transfer portal for as long as I can remember, yeah. right? So, it, baseball is one of those things that you can go out and make two or three key additions and completely change your team. Yeah. So, that one's going to be interesting to watch. And it, it's it's worth bringing up like the on the women's side, the women's basketball team. They've had an, just an, I'd, I mean, Drake would know far better than me and might have a better descriptor for it, but I just thought it was a strange season. They were, you know, by January, they were just had odd injuries and just the, the way that they were like, the way that their season set up did not favor them a lot of the same way that the men's team turned out. But, you know, Amy Williams kind of rallied that team together to where they were pushing for something really special there towards the end of the year. And then Husker softballs, uh, it deserves to be brought up too, because, while they, I believe they lose Maya Field, or yeah, yeah, they yeah. lose Maya because she just graduated with what her doctorate or whatever. Congratulations, Maya! But they're they've also done a really good job of like assembling that, that team with young talent, right? And they made a regional this last year, competing, striving in the Big Ten, 
I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how they turn out next year because that could be another one where it's like, if whatever whatever however the baseball team performs, like a hundred feet away, right. you've got the softball team that is competing for a potential you know conference crown by the end of the well, by the end of March. It wouldn't be the first time or I guess that we did May. Not we did uh, baseball and softball at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We've done that a few times, <clears throat> like literally four innings over here and go do four innings over here. Oh, I remember the big uh, recruiting weekend that they had back in March of like being when they had like the one ticket gets you into both and uh-huh. then have it like jumping over and watching a little bit of that and watching the athletes that went to that. Um, a couple of them, a couple of them went decided to go elsewhere. I guess maybe they thought the baseball wasn't up the. They were going to go to a different school, you know. Right. Yeah, well, we had to choose a school for baseball. <laughs> so did everybody cover everything they wanted to cover on that topic? Yes. Yes, Brandon. Everybody. So the other thing I thought we could talk about, Brandon, is, you know, some of the feedback we've been getting is from the people that I'm talking to that are that are following us and listening is they really – they really enjoy kind of the behind the scenes stories of how things, how things get done. Um, Cause you know, we, we don't, we don't talk about it a lot and everybody's got this. I, my friends for my entire career just think that being down on the sidelines is the best place to be, yeah. you know? And I keep telling them, honestly, your couch with a 70 inch TV, I promise you is is a better view of the game than what I've got, right? Which is why I've, I did a couple of those posts last year of, you know, the screens, the the, the video off the TV, and then show and, them a series of, this is what I saw. You saw everything develop, and I saw a guy poke his head out around the corner and run. Yeah. And then get tackled. I, I promise, you know, so, but people, people seem to really enjoy some of that stuff. So I thought we might... Uh, touch on a little bit about how how we go about choosing photos for the magazine how we go about putting together a cover for the yearbook and how it you know it, it might not always be as glamorous and awesome as people think <laughs> it's not always, always make- it's not always as high tech and and intricate sometimes it's it's a you know it's an argument at nine o'clock in the morning on on uh, on a random Thursday or something. As long as the cover looks glamorous and awesome, that's all that's all that matters. Exactly. We'll 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 we'll, we'll take the bumps on the on the process part of it. Absolutely. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe to start with image selection. So before we get to yearbook cover stuff or just covers in general you know when hail varsity started in 2012 we were kind of coming from a previous model where we put out put out an issue every week during football season which just blows my mind now i don't don't even know how (laughs) how that happened and honestly i wasn't that involved in the magazine process of it nobody slept that's how (laughs) at, at that point but you know so you think about that so you're putting out an issue like okay Nebraska plays Minnesota. That's basically the focus of this issue. Um, or better yet, let's say Colorado, because that game's on a Saturday. You got to finish that thing off on Sunday. So you're going through an entire football game's take 
of photos <laughs> trying to pick like, okay, here's the 10 or 11 that we're going to put in. Here's, you know, here's a little bit of why. Well, we've been a monthly magazine now for a while, um, which is much more my preference. And I, and I think it, 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 well, I know it changes the images that we, that we put in there mm-hmm. because you got to think about it differently. Um, so now our September issue will cover Minnesota and Colorado football games, plus big time major once in a lifetime event, uh, volleyball at Memorial Stadium. So we're going to have all of that to choose from as, as far as photos and probably have some soccer in there too. Um, so like, what do you do there and, and what are you looking for? And sometimes we take the route of, Hey, we'll go into an event with a like photo essay in mind or, um, with kind of loose, you know, a loose concept and being like, let's, let's see what we can get. But a lot of times we're just choosing what we think are the best images and how they flow together. And a lot of times that's not the key place. Um, we're looking for something different. Really the key for me is, and, and I'm not a photographer, you know, I come from a, a different, a different piece of it. Um, so getting to talk with Eric and John is always an illuminating experience for me about why they think things work and why they, you know, in some cases may not work as a photo that's going in, but just trying to find an image that forces people to stop and look at it in a second time, I think is, is what it comes down to for me. And I, I tend to like things that are a little bit more abstract. Um, maybe a little bit, if your first reaction is, why is that here? That's not always a bad thing in my mind. So 100%. I don't know. That's kind of a broad overview of, some of the thoughts I have going into every issue when we have our photo call. Yeah. I would just, um, I'll just expand on that from my perspective. When, when I pick up my cameras, I'm always, you know, because we, because we're monthly and we're not, we're aside from our online gallery after, after every game, we're not, we're not doing the, what I call the daily grind kind of kind of storytelling and reporting our stuff needs to be a little more evergreen and maybe that's not even the the right term but um you know it it could be you know i shoot in a football game it could be three weeks before these pictures are gonna are gonna see ink on page and so everybody will have seen all the expected images right and so i'm always looking to make and show some piece, something in some way that hasn't been been seen a, a million times by by every other organization that's that's been out there, you know, hitting it hard, um, you know, like newspapers and and the AP and things like that. Though yeah. they can have the quick stuff, um, and I always I always say I'm trying to make something timeless. Right, something that that's going to stand the test of time, and and maybe becomes a, and you know if circumstances dictate, becomes an iconic image for one for one for one reason or another. Which you know you touched on the the Rutgers thing, yeah. You know that that image. I remember the the split seconds while the ball was in the air. I remember the having the split second thought process that. Holy shit! If he catches this ball, this could be the turning point of the season. Now it didn't work out that way, but those are the kinds of things. I mean, think about if it if, the, if he catches he catches that ball, they win that game. 
if they had go if they go on to have a, a dream second half of the season, all of a sudden that image takes on much the context makes it all for lack of a better term, makes it better than it really is. Oh, well, cause keep in mind and just to tag along, not to completely butt in, but I have to stress this Nebraska led had the lead in 10 of 12 games last year. And, you know, of course some of those were like Oklahoma where they led seven, nothing or so, but they still led Rutgers. They played from behind the entire thing. And that's a set the sets a situation that Nebraska hadn't won in in quite a long time, for, and for them to do it on the road there in Rutgers on a night game on a Friday, right? When everybody decided that they were they were going to pack the house and have a, a a blackout until the Mets played, and then everybody had to hop on over to to New Shea Stadium or City Field, <laughs> right. whatever they call it, to watch the Mets get pounded down by the Braves or whoever they were playing in the playoffs that night. But that was like. Even at the time, like that, that could have been a definitive moment for right. sure. So those are the kind of those are the kind of things that I'm looking for when I, from the beginning, when I pick up a camera. So, and that 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 same process isn't goes through my brain. It isn't just, you know, covering football games and volleyball games and basketball games. It also that I I take that exact same process when we're we're doing portraits for for features or or ones for potential covers like this last yearbook, um, which I think we were talking before we started recording how it's not always this grand conceived concept. Sometimes it's, you know, hey, Eric, show up with your camera and see what you can do, which which is, as we, you know, Brandon and I were talking, contrasted against last year, where we went into that shoot with a with a clear concept what we wanted to do, the feeling, the message we wanted to get, you know, we had Garrett bring a suit and we did the whole, right. You know, you know, going to business, going to work kind of concept. And this year, just because of the logistics of how things were falling with access and, and all those kind of things, we didn't really have that luxury. It was kind of a, kind of a little bit of, you know, show up and see what you can do. Yeah, I mean, really, with this one, with kind of the way this the schedule worked out for it, well, last year Garrett Nelson, we had we had time to time to make props for that shoot. Um, right. Not so much, not so much for this one, um, which you know, <laughs> Eric and I talked on the phone briefly, and it was just kind of like, here's the vibe of the story we're shooting for with Gabe Irvin. Um, who ended up on the cover of this year's yearbook. And then we also did a special kids edition um, for subscribers that uh, was a much, was a much different feel um, with chief borders. And, you know, one of the great things about working with, with pros like Eric, like John, um, a couple of others that we've gotten to work with at Hale varsity over, over the years um, is, is sometimes that's enough. Like if you're doing good work, it can be enough to just be like, Here's here's the tone of the story. So you shot a lot of photos over over a long a long time. Like, what's that mean to you? And and then you know the ultimate thing is is like, does that transfer to the viewer when when they look at those images? And I think I think in both cases this year where we were kind of going for maybe opposite ends of the spectrum of the emotional spectrum, so, so to speak, with with right. two different players, I think they both come across pretty pretty clearly. So. 
Yeah. Credit credit and, to you, Eric. And Juan, sometimes it's, you know, like this year, it was, you know, like we, when we were talking about it, it was, this just felt like it was a time to keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Um, just the, this where it comes down to just find an interesting piece of light and communicate with your subject the vibe we're going for and really honestly Gabe was so good that I yeah. didn't even have to communicate with him a lot other than you know move your head this way that way into and away from the light and he just gave me what I wanted without a whole lot of direction so and that's always better when it's when it's natural when it happens naturally it it comes through it reads a hell of a lot better as a photo yeah yeah, I mean, we didn't end up getting Bob Wager with his feet kicked up on motorcycle handlebars at midfield like I was kind of hoping. But, uh, I mean, if, if if Herbie Husker can do it, if the new Herbie Husker can ride around on a motorcycle in, inside the stadium, I don't know why the tight ends coach can't. But I don't, I don't know, and I'll just add in from my thing, like mostly handling writing duties now, having my, like, short stint of, like, running newspapers and handling, like, a, a more of a photo and, like, design aspect of it than, than I do now, like, those iconic images stand out. You have such an – sometimes it's just the simple eye-catching ones that just, you know, as you're walking by or you're, you're not a subscriber, it's just something that catches your eye that makes it stand out from everywhere else. Right. I mean, that just – I don't know. It's, it's the – the off-beaten things that are just some, again, it's so simple. Sometimes people just completely overlook it now because there is so much, for, for lack of a better term, noise. Mm-hmm. There is just oh, so much. That's a great word. That's a great term for it. There is just so much static and noise out there, especially when it comes visually now that when you just have something plainly stated there, great lighting, Gabe, I mean, very willing participant was awesome on the shoot. And then just the simple words, you know, accompanying it on the, yep. on the cover, it just, it does, it makes you stop and, and read the whole thing. And then, especially if you're a Husker fan in Nebraska, which is the vast majority of the population, you read that, how do you not want to comb through it? You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's the idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. To give them, give them something that they can't, they, they can't put down. Well, and it, and I'll, it's really cool to be, it, it's just super cool to be a part of like everybody, obviously you and John great on the photo side of things that help bring it out and help like draw those people in. And then we have the great photos to accompany just like really like thorough and thoughtful and analytical story, like right. Jacob's analytical story on position changes, Aaron's treatment of the, the O line story is which everybody is going to be, I guess, have be up on their haunches about because it's, the offensive line in Nebraska and how, however they performed under whatever circumstance last year, people are right. going to comb through it with intensity. <clears throat> and then you, you just kind of have the, the, well, you've got, the, the you, underwhelming you've got yeah. Brandon, who's the best stats guy in the business. Yeah. yeah I've never, I've, I've, I've known a lot of journalists in my life and I've never met anybody who can pour through stats and find the relevant, the relevant pieces with, like that and that's why he that's why i always enjoy talking to brandon because he's he's got the numbers and the stats and you know like the name of our podcast i'm just strictly looking at i'm looking at body language and how does it feel right well, how, well, does, the feel? how does the game feel and he but he's got like stats to back up his point i'm like yeah but we're all still kind of guessing right yeah 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 well it's the complete package you know 
Right. So, all right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add, Brandon? No, I don't think so. I appreciate the kind words on the stats. And I will say like uh, having a knowledge of them, I think gives you a good idea of how much they don't explain. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's, there's a lot of randomness still involved in a, in a football game every Saturday, despite, uh, despite anybody's best efforts to try and explain away what we can explain. Well, hopefully this year we don't have to explain away so many things. I, man, I don't know. I don't. It's just going to be super interesting. It is going. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun. I I could write a biography on half the coaching staff at this point. I just just give us some games, people. I, I know at this, at this point everybody's just like, well, well, shit, they got to play. Yeah, they got to play. All right. Well, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up this issue of the eye test. I'm Eric. This is Brady. Thanks, Brandon, for bopping in and, and give us conversation. And uh, hit those hit those subscribe buttons and bells and all those little things on there so that you know when we drop the next one. With that, with that, we'll uh, see you next time. A heard at Sports Network production.